Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, August 5th, August 6th. Uh, as always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? Um, we had, we were supposed to have a guest on today, but that got, you know, mixed up with the time. It's our fault, it's our bad, but we will have a guest on Thursday. But we had a pretty fun weekend. We went up to Green Bay, got to see training camp uh, for the Packers. It was a pretty, you were know, pretty close. It was a pretty fun day. Got some autographs, uh, met the general manager, um, it was a really cool experience, you know, got to sit up close, watch all the new, you know, pieces, run around, make some plays, all the new draft picks, and it was just a really fun weekend. Yeah, it was awesome just to see all those players close up, you know, Jimmy Graham, how big he was, and just being that close to Aaron Rodgers is always a dream come true, um, you know, and then we got some autographs, obviously people saw the picture with the GM, you know, it was a really fun fun day and you know i suggest going to training camp for whatever team you root for because you really get a close-up see how those players work um and you know their usual routines and how they practice it's awesome and you know we also went to the brewers game on saturday um they won eight four you know we saw a grand slam you know a six run first inning so that's always fun to watch them uh so it was an overall great weekend up in wisconsin with our family um i i know we both had a lot of fun yeah, but over the weekend, we're still dealing with the Urban Meyer situation. Uh, he released a statement Friday um, claiming that he did report uh, the domestic abuse uh, allegation to the proper channels. Basically, you know, said, I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. Zach Smith did an interview. Um, I forget where it was on. He claims that he never abused his wife and it was just a big misunderstanding. Again, I don't. I, if he did it, he's a scumbag. There's been a lot of reports that, you know, a bunch of different incidents. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to put blame on one side here if nothing has been, you know, I don't know all the evidence. But Urban Meyer, I think this situation has been kind of blown out of proportion. I think it's been a slow news couple of day, news weeks, and I think it's been kind of blown out of proportion. People saying he's going to get fired. I think now he's not going to get fired. I think the investigation is going to wrap up here in a couple days. Uh, camp just started for Ohio State. I think they're going to give him a couple days uh, to investigate this, let this simmer down a little bit more, and then he'll be back. Maybe a one to two game suspension if at that at, at most, which kind of worries me because we do play TCU very early, but I think Ohio State's going to be able to handle them pretty easily. But I think Urban Meyer will be back. He's not going to get fired over an incident like this. You know, there's just a lot, a lot of evidence, a lot of, you know, no evidence. There's just really nothing clear cut that says he did something wrong here. I think Urban Meyer will be back. Maybe that is a little biased, but that's just how it is. I, I don't think they're going to fire somebody over a situation like this. Well, it's not, it's a serious issue. Um, I think you're blowing it just past because you don't want to think about it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to see anything about it. But it's a serious issue that we all need to be watching. Um, it, you know, it hasn't blown back. You know, it's still the first thing you see when you turn on Sports Center. It's a slow news couple of days. Last couple of days, still news the first has been thing slow. you see every time you turn on Sports Center. Um, you know, I think you say he's not going to be fired, which I personally don't think he's going to get fired. But I think there's still a good chance that he might. Um, you know, he did something very wrong, and you say, oh, he reported to the right channels, but he also said in the beginning of all this that. He didn't know anything about it. And so, I think that's where so he's, he's lied before. That's where the situation lies, though, is that he said the big thing at Big Media, at Big Ten Media Day. But if he did report it to proper channels, I mean, you're going to suspend or even fire a guy because he lied about it on Media Day? Well, how do we know they reported it to the right channels? Well, how do we know he didn't? How do we know that he did? You're how saying that he, he did, did just because it's from his mouth. Yeah, I trust the guy. Okay, but how do you trust him after he lied once about it? I trust him. I know what kind of guy he is. I know you he's don't a know good what guy. kind of guy he is. And I know he's done great things at Ohio right. State. He changed All his right, guy's life. Breaking news: Travis sat down with Urban Meyer and knows he's a good guy. I know what he's done at Ohio State. I know if this was something very serious, he would have reported it. And um, it is serious. Uh, well, the guy we, beat his wife. We're not exactly sure what happened. It's not a <laughs> alleged incident. I don't know what it happened. You weren't in the room. The only two people that actually know what happened were Zach Smith and his wife. So I don't know what's going, what went down there. But I trust Urban Meyer. I know what he's done for Ohio State. He's turned guys' lives around. He did that at Florida too. He tries to help. Thirty people. guys got arrested. He tries to help under people his, out under his chin. He tries to help kids and stuff like that as best as best as he can. There hasn't been any other, you know 
terrible incidences that he's done. Uh, I know with Aaron Hernandez, he sat him down every single night and did Bible study with him. He tries to help people to the best of his ability. And, you know, I trust him as a man, not just a football coach. I think he's a good guy. 30 guys got arrested at Florida under his chin. And then he went to Ohio State. Now, what, past five years, we've had, what, maybe two to three incidences? I've, I've seen some thugs come there. Who? Come to there. Ezekiel Elliott, Carlos Hyde. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Carlos Hyde was suspended three games. I think that I've, I've seen some. I, Carlos I mean, I Hyde now. Carlos Hyde. My head. Carlos Hyde has now went on to have a great NFL career with no incidences off the field. Ezekiel I mean, Elliott. Wasn't he suspended for six games? No incidences off the field. No serious things happening off the you, field. When you, you get suspended when you do something off the field. Ezekiel Elliott had a had some issues there, but again, you just say you guys. just said he had no issues. You just said he had no issues. And now you're NFL, coming back saying that he has in issues. the NFL. Okay. With under Urban Meyer's care, he had no problems at Ohio State. You just said he had no issues, and then you who you know, Ezekiel Elliott. I said you said oh he has no issues. Had a great NFL career. You know that was Carlos Hyde. You yeah, but I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott now. Carlos Hyde was suspended two to three games. Once the he was suspended, he took a suspension, came back, went to the NFL, is now had a great NFL career. Zeke Elliott had did no problems at Ohio State. Went to the NFL, had a couple incidences off the field, but again, that's not I wouldn't say that's Urban Meyer's fault. Um, and then JT Barrett uh, had the drunk driving issue that was resolved. He's now been one of the greatest leaders at Ohio State, Ohio State history, one of the greatest men to ever come through Ohio State. Uh, he learned from that. He moved on. I mean, Urban that Meyer that just proves Ohio State. The greatest guy to ever come through Ohio State, oh, he also got in trouble for drunk driving. He turned it around, though. You can't okay. blame a guy for one thing and then completely... The greatest guy to come through Ohio State also got in trouble for drunk driving. Well, I mean, you can't blame a guy if he, he no. made one I mistake mean, you and made he turned it around. He's that he's the greatest guy to ever come through Ohio State. He's one of the greatest men, one of the greatest mm-hmm. leaders to come through Ohio okay. State. I will die on that hill. It's the truth. And you, you can blame it. You can use your bias and blame also it. Also been in but trouble by the law. He's one time. I've been, I haven't been in trouble by the law. You've been pulled over like six times. I've never been in jail. Exactly. Jerry Barrett made one mistake. He moved on. He's the greatest he guy changed ever it around. And now he, led, he had a great career at Ohio State. He's in the NFL right now uh, competing for a spot with the Saints. But we'll see what happens. I think Urban Meyer has changed uh, you know, lives at Ohio State and Florida uh, best to his ability. I don't think he'll be fired over one small incident. And I think we'll move on. And by the end of the week, this week, I think he'll be back in camp working with the guys. You, all right. And that's what's going to happen. You said it would have been done by the weekend, and it hasn't. So I never let's see if you're right. it'll be done by the weekend. Yeah, but you did. We're going to move now because football was on Thursday. We were driving to Wisconsin. We didn't get to watch the game, Ravens versus Bears. Uh, to we didn't really get to watch as much as we wanted, uh, but football is back, and us you know Al Michaels' voice coming over your television is one of the greatest things ever. Um, and we got to see you know a little bit of Lamar Jackson in the second half there. Uh, not much going on again. First game, a little rusty. Uh, he had a nice touchdown throw to Hayden Hurst, which was a uh, pretty cool to see that you know, the accuracy is there. Obviously, um, he made some plays with his feet. His feet, his running game is. I think that's going to be an X factor this year for the Ravens. Uh, I don't think he'll play much this year. I think Joe Flacco's got that, but uh, you, know, you got to see that. You didn't to see you didn't get to see Mitch Trubisky. Saw Chase Daniels, which I don't know if you know. Chase Daniels has played what ten years in the NFL. Has made like thirty million dollars and has only started two games. Yeah, he's he's a quality back quarterback though. Two interceptions. He's he's I'm... he's pulled one of the biggest. I mean, he's been in the league for ten years. Yeah, I know, but and I, he's just. I agree. Green. He's been. He's he's really you know made some money, and he's. I mean, but like, I think from a terms of, you need a backup quarterback. He's always been a quality step in starter. Yeah, and he's I mean, decent, he but I mean, he he didn't really play that well on Thursday. But again, it's the first game, a little rusty. Um, but we're gonna stick. We're gonna do some a little bit later. We gotta talk about some of the matchups on Thursday. But we're gonna stick with our. Uh, team reviews of the NFL. Uh, we're going to wrap it up this week. We're going to finish off with the Seahawks on Thursday, but we got the Cardinals and the Rams today. Cardinals last year, 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, You know, they had a pretty kind of quiet offseason, uh, adding to that quarterback position, though, after Carson Palmer decided to retire. Uh, they added Sam Bradford. Obviously, they drafted Josh Rosen with, uh, was that top 10? No, it was what? Nah, I think it was eight or nine, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Josh Rosen, they added him, one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, added to that offensive line with Justin Pugh. Uh, then they tr- they signed Trey Boston late. 
uh, who I really liked, had a good season last year. But Trey Boston was, you know, trying to make up for the loss of Tyron Matthew, which was a huge loss for them. Um, and Tremont Williams, two very key pieces in that secondary that they lost. Um, Obviously, they have Patrick Peterson, one of the best corners in the game. But to lose a guy like Tyra Matthew, somebody who's so versatile, you know, that's going to hurt a lot. Uh, in the draft, though, they took Rosen. They took Christian Kirk, wide receiver, uh, who I really like. They took Mason Cole out of Michigan, solid offensive lineman, trying to shore up that offense. Um, but this team has talent. They have David Johnson, who didn't play really at all last year. When healthy, you know, what is probably the best top three running backs in the league. Uh, changes the game. Larry Fitzgerald still a solid target. Chandler Jones is is a monster. Patrick Peterson's a monster. Uh, and I really like Deion Buchanan. You know, kind of that rover there. You know, linebacker, safety, hybrid. Um, so this team has talent. If David Johnson stays healthy, uh, I don't know what the quarterback position is going to look like. I want to say you know Sam Bradford when healthy is a decent quarterback, and he is. But he's just never healthy. So I don't think we'll get a full season out of him. I think we'll see Josh Rosen this year. I think they take a step back from 8-8, eight and eight, go 7-9. and nine. That's not because David Johnson, that's not because, you know, anything anything other than Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen. I don't know what's going to go on there. Uh, they need some consistency there. And like I said, 7-9, and nine, but David Johnson is going to help a lot. That could, you know, move them up above 500, but we'll see. The team, this team all depends on health. Um, David Johnson obviously is one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best running back in the league when healthy. Um, and then it comes down to Sam Bradford. The reports out of the Cardinals camp I was watching last night is that Sam Bradford has been absolutely lights out, um, which is what Sam Bradford does when healthy. But the thing is, he's only healthy like a certain amount of games a year, and that's not good. But, you know, if he stays healthy this year, his first year staying healthy, I think the Cardinals can be really, really good. Because, honestly, Sam Bradford is one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy. I truly believe that. You know, he set the record for completion percentage um, when he was healthy. He seems to be kind of like a game manager type, but he really gets the ball out quick. Um, can't really do much with his feet because he's, you know, so brittle nowadays. But he... He can really complete some passes. I like their receiving core uh, and Larry Fitzgerald and who's the Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. I love David Johnson out of the backfield. That's an underrated, you know, asset to their offenses out of the backfield. David Johnson. It all comes down to the defense, like you said. Their secondary lost some pieces. That's get you. Know, I, they're definitely going to take a step back defensively, but their offense, in my opinion, is scary. And if Josh Rosen needs to step in, he's you know I think he's one of the most NFL ready rookie quarterbacks that's come out in the past few years. So I do have the Cardinals at eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm gonna go nine and seven because I actually kind of like them this year. Uh, but you know I could see a lot worse than that, and I could see a little bit better than that. All depends on health, like I said. But watch Sam Bradford because apparently he is playing lights out right now. Yeah, this team's interesting because, you know, 8-8 eight eight last year is kind of a boring record, but they have, when healthy, probably three top 25, top 20 NFL players on their roster and Patrick Peterson, David Johnson, and Chandler Jones. I mean, that's interesting right then in itself. Uh, and Larry Fitzgerald's first ballot Hall of Famer. So, this team has talent. They have a ton of talent, but can they put it all together? I don't know. I'm not sure. Who's the coach there? I can't. I'm blanking on that. Cardinals offensive. Cardinals or Panthers defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. So they got. He's new this year. Um. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Uh. Like Truman said, defensive guy. Uh. And this defense could use a little bit more help, even though they do have two really good defensive players. And they have. You know, they have a bunch of little decent pieces scattered around there. Um. Guys that they want to break out who haven't yet. Um. So this team has talent. This is this isn't like one of those, you know, rosters just depleted. They have a ton of players that could really make an impact. I really like the Trey Boston signing. Uh, I think he's an underrated safety, somebody who's been needing a home in the last couple of years. Uh, so I said, you know, seven and nine I'd say right now is probably a realistic, but I could see nine and seven or maybe even, you know, ten and six, maybe. I don't know. It's all depending on how Sam Bradford does how he's how healthy he is, and how and how well Josh Rosen plays when Sam Bradford I can, is out. I can really see, depending on health, the Cardinals competing for a wild card spot and being in the mix towards the end. I just wouldn't say right now that they'd get in, you know, 
Yeah. We'll see, but like I said, this is a, this is an interesting team to watch because if Sam Bradford's healthy, he is a pretty good, pretty good quarterback, I would say. Um, and the problem is he just hasn't stayed healthy. So we'll see. Uh, but now we're gonna move to the Rams, probably the most exciting offseason out of any team in the NFL, signing Brandon, trading for Brandon Cooks, signing Dominican Sue, Marcus Peters, Akib Talib, Sam Shields, all three, all. Really, really good players that they brought in. Um, I looked down this, you know, maybe except Brandon Cooks, but everybody else that they signed has been to a Pro Bowl at least once in their career. And Brandon Cooks, I think, is somebody, if you find him a home, he could he could thrive. He has the talent to do that. Uh, but they did lose Sammy Watkins and Tremaine Johnson, two pretty good pieces from last year. But I think they more than made up for that in the offseason. Uh, their draft was kind of slow, although I really liked how they took uh, Oak Renawa from... I think it was Oklahoma. A uh, pretty good pass rush I wanted the Packers to take. Um, he's an interesting prospect. And then this team has talent. Jared Goss, well on his way to being a pretty good quarterback. Todd Gurley's top five running back. LaMarcus Joyner's a pretty good safety. And then I like Robert Woods on the outside there at wide receiver. And they have Cooper Cup, who I really like too. Um, but I could see this team either being you know one of the best teams in the league or being kind of a disappointment. I know they've had a little bit more talent than they than the Eagles did a couple years ago, but I, this is kind of you know like the Eagles offseason a couple years ago where they were like the super team, and then they just kind of fell right out of the gate. And I can see that happening. You know they've only had one year of success under Jared Goff. Todd Gurley had a pretty bad sophomore slump. He 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 rebounded last year, um, bounced back. Uh, could this team fall? Yeah, I could see them falling. You know. Maybe even out of the playoffs. This team has too much talent to fail, though, it seems like. So, I don't know. I think they're a contender this year. But I could see, you know, easily them just falling and just falling flat on their face and embarrassing themselves. Yeah, I mean, when you look at talent base, they're probably a top three team in the league. But you're right, they're young. You know, you don't really know about Jared Goff yet. Yeah, he had a great season last year, but he, you know... He's got some tape on him now. Team's got tape on. Defense coordinators gonna figure that offense out in ways. Um, I can't stay on the top for forever. So you know we'll have to wait another season to see how he performs. Todd Gurley, he's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, he's gonna be a top three, top four pick in your fantasy draft this year. He's he's a great player. Um, he's I think he's the face. You know next to Aaron Donald, well we don't know yet. Face yeah. of that franchise. Um, but like I said, Aaron Donald, that that's a big key. Uh, it sounds like it's it's getting pretty mean over there. Um, he isn't completely not into playing for them right now under the deal he has, and he should. I think he's one of the players. I don't like when players hold out, but I think he's one of the players that should be holding out because I think he's the most impactful player, defensive player, in the league right now. But he could be of all time. Um, and the Rams need to pay him, and it seems like they're focusing on other pieces over him, and they shouldn't be. You know, they gave Brandon Cooks a large deal, and Brandon Cooks is a good receiver, but, you know, he shouldn't be getting top receiver money, in my opinion. But they need to get Aaron Donald paid, and I think that's the key to this season. Um, but Dom can sue, and him, if Aaron Donald plays, that's going to be an amazing, scary tandem. Same with their cornerbacks, Tlaib, Peters, that's a scary tandem. Um, you mentioned the safety joiner, he's good safety. But I think I'm going to go 11-5, 12-4 for them. I think they are going to compete for Super Bowl this year. But it all comes down to Aaron Donald. And, you know, can this super team, you know, kind of corral themselves and, you know, be everything that people are making them out to be instead of faltering, like you said, the Eagles did a, a eight, six years back, seven years back. Yeah, you look, they added talent. But then you go down, you know, Brandon Cooks has had kind of a strange career. People treat him like he's a top receiver, but he's never really performed like a top receiver should. I know the Patriots trade a first-round pick for him. I know his game doesn't really match what the Patriots do, uh, so that's probably why they got rid of him. But then you look, Nadam can sue. He's had you know issues on the field, off the field. Uh, you know he kind of seems like a guy who's just there for the money. Uh, Marcus Peters has had issues on the field, off the field. Keith Lee has had issues on the field, off the field. Sam Shields, same thing, off the field, on the field issues. Uh, you know, we'll see. This is a lot of personalities in one room. And, you know, a lot of personalities is going to be pretty hard to contain, especially for a second-year head coach in Sean McVay, who, who has a lot of hype on him right now. Will he be able to handle it? I don't know. He's, he's a really young guy, not very experienced 
Uh, he surprised a lot of people last year. Um, and now that that tag of, you know, they're kind of underdogs is kind of gone and people view them as a top team, will they step up or will they kind of resort back to the Rams the last couple years? I don't know. Uh, Jared Goff, we'll see what happens when, you know, the target's kind of on him this year. Uh, we'll see. And uh, they need to figure out Aaron Donald's deal because that's huge. If they don't bring him back, you know, the, the more time goes by, the more it hurts the Rams because the more angry, you know, Aaron Donald gets. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but like you said, 12-4, and 11-5 is probably a solid prediction right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they fall flat out the gate and they just are a mediocre team the entire year because they're just dealing with tons of stuff in that locker room. But we'll see. Uh, we're going to finish up next week with the Seahawks, which is – train rack of an organization right now we're going to dive into that next week um but we have we're gonna to go to another kind of train wreck of an organization the last couple last couple of years the browns uh they trade away their first round pick from the last couple of years uh cory coleman trade him to the bills uh so now the bills have two first round pick wide receivers who have kind of you know not been that great with kelvin benjamin and cory coleman uh now you just look at it, you go down the list of first round picks for the browns the last couple of years and they're all either out of the league. None of them are on the Browns. They're all either out of the league or just barely playing. You know, Johnny Manziel's in the CFL right now. You know, it's been kind of a mess the last couple of years. And, you know, losing Corey Coleman isn't that big of a loss when you really look at his on-field production. He hasn't done much, uh, which I'm surprised they got rid of him, though, because I thought they wanted to, you know, use him more in the offense this year. Um uh, you saw last year when he had Josh Gordon, he was kind of playing a little bit better with Josh Gordon. I thought that was a pretty nice little tandem they had there last year. Um, but they have Antonio Callaway, who they really like. I guess he, they want to see him play more. Um, the wide receiver from Florida. But we'll see. Josh Gordon's still not back yet. Um, it's going to be interesting tonight. Uh, Hard Knocks premieres on HBO at 10. Uh, we'll get a first-hand look into what's going on there. Uh, especially, oh, I really am interested to see, you know, what Corey Coleman's reaction was when he got traded to the Bills. Yeah, I think Corey Coleman needs a change in scenery. Um, and Buffalo might be perfect for him. Buffalo needs a receiver, so I think he's going to be, you know, the second, maybe third option there, which is big. Um, and in Cleveland, he would have been kind of swarmed on that depth chart of weapons, you know, because you know he would have been behind, obviously Josh Gordon, obviously Jared Jarvis Landry, David Njoku's going to turn out to be something good. You know, and they said Antonio Callaway's performing really well. So he was just kind of, you know, dug deep in on the depth chart, I believe, as far as weapons go for them. But, you know, if I'm the Browns, you know, I would have liked to see more pan out of him. And it's just kind of, you know, it's a Browns thing. You know, it's another first-round pick not panning out. But I think he's going to I think he's gonna perform well in Buffalo. Um, you know, I think he just needs maybe just a little bit of a change in scenery. Yeah, and he's never really played with, you know, a really good quarterback. So... We'll see what happens there. Um, another sad news, Tom Heckert, uh, Eagles, former Eagles and Browns GM the last couple of years. Spent 27 years in the NFL. Uh, he passed away at the age of 51, I believe. Uh, not sure what he passed away from, but it was some sort of disease. So our hearts go out to his family. Uh, I kind of remember him when he was with the Browns. Uh, you know, tried, again, another guy who tried to turn around this franchise, but... You know, we've seen a lot of guys fail over the last couple of years, so you can't really blame him for that. Uh, but 27 years in the NFL, our hearts go out to him and his family right now. Yep, definitely. Uh, I can't, I know the name, but I can't picture him in my head. Um, but, you know, anybody, you know, that's that's tough to, you know, 51 years old, that's tough to lose. You know, I'm sure he's a father, I'm sure he's a husband. Um, so that's just sad to hear. Yeah. Now we're going to move now to baseball. Uh we got some. We're gonna talk a little bit more about the preseason Hall of Fame stuff and the question and answer. Uh, but we're moved to baseball. But before that, I want to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. Tomorrow, me and Truman are going into D's Home Cuts. We're gonna get a nice trim up. Uh, he just added some refreshments, a little mini fridge in the studio. Uh, so it's gonna be a great time. Seven dollars. You can go in there. Anybody can go in there anytime and get a modern haircut and styling. Uh, every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. They get better every single time because he is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and best haircut experience possible. Uh, you can find these home cuts on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, set up an appointment right there in his bio. Really easy, really simple. Uh, takes four minutes, not even four minutes, two minutes to set it up easy. Uh, like I said, check him out. 
We're going in there tomorrow. Get a fresh cut. We know we will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So baseball, um, the trade deadline has passed, but teams can still do those little weird waiver trades or they pick up guys last minute. Uh, we saw the A's, did, A's and the Pirates have both done it. The A's got Mike Fires. I know Truman can talk a little bit more about Mike Fires, former Brewer. Um, he said put a pretty put up a pretty nice season there in Detroit. Uh, 21 starts. His ERA I think's in the three, so it's not terrible. Uh, this is you know he was somebody everyone thought was going to get moved at the deadline, uh, but now he got moved after it to the A's, which could use some starting pitch right now, and he's a solid uh, arm right there in that rotation. Yeah, he's not a number one guy, not a number two guy. Might be your number three guy. Um, he's a good good solid pitcher. He's kind of on and off. Um, I really liked him when he was in Milwaukee. He's a good fastball guy. But when he went to Houston, you know, he had that no-hitter. Um, and everyone thought, oh, you know, Mike Fires is going to be a really good pitcher. Then he kind of faltered off. Um, and now he's just more of a decent pitcher. Going to be good for Oakland. Um, you know, just kind of throw in there because they do need starting pitching, like you said. Um, but, you know, nothing. It wasn't a drastic move. He's not going to change the landscape of the league. Um, but, you know, I'd say it's a good move for Oakland. Another move, the Pirates are still making moves there. Uh, they they traded for Adani, I can't pronounce the name, Hechevarria. Uh, I know, I've known him for a couple years now. He was with the Marlins. Uh, he's been a pretty solid uh, defensive player, probably one of the best defensive players in the game. Uh, he's a shortstop, second baseman, you know, middle infielder type of guy. Um, but his bat isn't great. He's batting about 240 right now. But I think the Pirates really could use him up the middle. Uh, I really like him. I've been watching him the last couple years when he was with the Marlins. He's really good at defense. He's a fun player to watch in the field. Uh, if he get that bat turned around, he could be a potential superstar. Um, but we'll see. Got traded to the Pirates again. The Pirates, they're going all in right now. Um, trading for piece after piece. Uh, trying to you know get this wild card spot. And, you know, you can just see it. They're they're really going for it. They've made a couple moves. Chris Archer made his first start the other day. So, I don't know. Truman's Brewers fan might be a little scared about the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. I'm not scared at all. They're kind of saying screw the rebuild, and they're getting a bunch of players that will just push them potentially into the second wild card spot. Um, but it's going to be hard to, you know, you know, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, one of those teams going to sit out. Uh, you, one of those teams will be a wild card team. The Brewers and the Cubs are in a, a heated race. One of those teams will probably be a wild card team. Um, the Braves are looking good, so it's going to be tough for them to get the second wild card spot. But they're making waves, um, try and do that. But uh, it's just I, I don't know why they they're saying kind of screw the rebuild and just going all in. Uh, but you know Chris Archer, you said he got his first start. Uh, didn't look good at all. Uh, you know, I think he went four innings, um, gave up gave up a lot of hits and some runs. But, you know, he'll be good for them. Uh, this is a good move for them, though, if they want to compete right away, which I think they want to do. But if I'm the Pirates, it doesn't really make much sense because this year really looked like a rebuild year. And I just don't see a path for them to get into that second wild card spot. Yeah, we talked about it before. The Pirates, beginning of the year, you know, they didn't sign McCutcheon back. Um, and everybody thought, you know, Josh Harrison wanted to be traded. Everybody kind of predicted them to be a team that just break it down. And they were a good candidate for that. You know, they they were playing really well. They were a playoff team. Um, and then, you know, it just didn't happen for them. So, you know, you kind of just break it down and try to, you know, rebuild it through the farm system. But they just said screw it, and they threw all that out the window. They traded away Austin Meadows, one of their best prospects. And they, you know, got guys like Chris Archer, uh the closer from the Rangers. They got Hechevarria now. This is this team is going all in, and I think that's all due to the fact that um, they had a pretty solid first half. Guys who normally don't step up are stepping up. You know, they have some pretty good young pieces right now, especially in that rotation. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I think they have the pieces to compete for a wild card spot. They're not a World Series team um, by any means, or even a division winning team. But I could see them making it to the playoffs and. Pittsburgh in a wild card game is pretty scary. We've seen that a couple years ago. Yeah, when it's, they were home, they're not getting a home wild card game. I don't know. You could teams fighting pretty hard right now. The race is pretty close. Anything can happen down the stretch here in August and September. Yeah, I, I just really there's too many teams clogged up there because, um, like I said, the, between the Brewers and Cubs, one of those teams is going to have to not win their division. Between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, one of those teams is not going to have to win their division. The Rockies are fighting hard. The Braves are fighting hard. 
Um, and then, then coming in the Pirates. Uh, but, you know, if they have enough talent, they, you know, they could definitely get that second wild card spot. I don't see a way where they would get the first, but we'll see. Um, but it's going to be an interesting August and September. Yeah, certainly we'll see down the stretch here. It's going to be a lot of changing positions right now. Uh, but in the AL, the Mariners, they're fighting pretty hard to get a you know wild card spot. Um, Robinson Cano, he'll be back by the end of the week. I guess he's going to play some double A, triple A games here soon. Uh, coming back from his PED suspension, that's going to help out a lot for the Mariners. I don't know where he'll play. They've talked maybe first base. Um, the outfield's pretty solid right now. Um, but he's just that bat is going to help out a ton. Coming back to a team in the playoff race right now, it's like trading for a piece at the deadline, getting Robinson Cano back. And that's going to help them out a ton. Um, I know teams tried to kind of get up on them while they were down without Robinson Cano, but him coming back is going to be a huge help for the Mariners as they're still trying to break that playoff drought. Yeah, it's like I talked about in other shows, it's you know one of the worst droughts in sports. Mariners fans are just trying to get over that hump. Because Seattle, you know, they won't have the Seahawks this year. They don't have a basketball team. All they got is the Mariners. Um, so we're going to see Robinson Cano. Obviously, when healthy, he's, you know, one of the better players in the league. Uh, but, you know, he's getting older and older. So we'll see how he plays. But, you know, just get him back in that lineup and he'll help the Mariners out big time. Yeah, so we're going to move on now to basketball. Not much basketball news going on right now. So we're going to do try to fill some time here. We're going to do some team reviews like we're doing with the NFL, kind of off-season reviews. Uh, we'll do a couple each show. Basketball is going to be a little bit quicker than football ones because, you know, there's only 15 players on each roster compared to 53. Um, but little little NFL news, uh, NBA news sprinkled in there. Greg Monroe signed with the Raptors. Sure, big Greg, Greg Monroe guy. I can talk about him a little bit. Uh, yeah. Come off the bench. He had a pretty decent season last year for the Celtics coming off that bench. Yeah, he's a good player. He's really he's a really good offensive big, but he cannot play an ounce worth of defense. Um, absolutely horrible at defense. In fact, he can't guard anybody. But I really like him. He can score. Um, you know, I was disappointed to see him at kind of ha- he had kind of had to leave Milwaukee because we need Eric Bledsoe was a good ad. But, you know, like I said last year, he played for three different teams. He played for the Bucks, played for the Suns, and now then he played for the Celtics. So, you know, he's just trying to find his fit. I kind of feel bad for the guy because all that moving around would suck. But, you know, he's going up to Toronto. I don't know what the deal was, but hopefully he stays there all year. Yeah, so you mentioned Toronto. We'll do that team first. We're going to go down to the first seed. Uh, we're going to do the first seed in the West and the East. And then next show we'll do the first, second seed in the West and East and just move down all the way to 15. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Uh, interesting team. First seed, like I said last year, but again, got knocked out by the Cavs. Got swept in the second round. Barely surviving the Wizards. And then led to a pretty big offseason. One of the biggest offseasons in team history, I would say. Uh, started, you know, firing their coach of the year, uh, Dwayne Casey. They hired Nick Nurse, longtime assistant there. Uh, and that all capped off with the signing, uh, the, with the trade, actually, uh, for Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green. They trade away a franchise player, a fan favorite, and Kyle Lowry. Uh, a lot of change for a team who hasn't seen much change the last couple years. Um, this team is going to be impacted by Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi plays well, this team will be really, really good. If he doesn't play well, he gets hurt, he stays out, this team's going to fall back. Like I said, it's the East, they're number one seed, they still have the talent. The Rosen's a really good player. Um, I could see them getting a maybe five or six seed, even if uh, Kawhi doesn't play. But Danny Green was a good addition. Like we said, Greg Monroe, solid bench piece. Um, and we'll see what Nick Nurse does. But I could see them, quiet plays well, I see them right back there, you know, competing for those top three seeds with the Celtics and 76ers in the East. East is pretty weak, so I think they'll get in even if Kawhi doesn't play well. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's Toronto. Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. They're going to be a good team this year, not a finals team, and then they're going to falter off into rebuild mode because Kawhi's going to leave. But I don't know. All right, well, you're an idiot. I'll, I can see Kawhi staying. I'll put my entire bank account on that. Um, so this team's interesting because they added Nick Nurse as their head coach. 
Um, like you said, he's a long-term, long-time assistant of Dwayne Casey. I don't know how they expect to get over the hump that they fired Dwayne Casey for not getting over by hiring his top assistant, the guy who's been in his system for many, many years. Um, so we'll see. I literally think it's just going to be the Raptors again. I think they're going to be top two seed, top three seed in the East. And then they'll get down to where they have to play the Celtics, 76ers, Bucks, whatever. And then they'll lose to one of those teams. And, you know, one of those teams will go to the finals. And then, like I said, they'll enter rebuild mode. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting season for them. Kawhi is a star. You know, he's better than DeMar. But, you know, does he really want to be there? Is he going to stay healthy? We'll see. And then Kyle Lowry, he's a good point guard. Hasn't been great. Uh, you know, I like the big Jose Valanciunas. Um, I don't have Kyle Lowry anymore. What? They don't have Kyle Lowry anymore. Where'd he go? They traded him to San Antonio. Oh, DeRozan got traded. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I was completely off there. Uh, yeah, they lost DeRozan, <laughs> not Kyle Lowry. I completely screwed that up. Um, but uh, this team's still pretty solid. Uh, I like Kyle Lowry, actually. Um, DeRozan was a pretty good store- scorer, but in the playoffs, he would kind of fall off. You've seen it the last couple of years. He'd miss shot after shot. But... Truman said this team's not a finals team. I mean, the East is pretty weak. The Celtics are brittle. The 76ers are brittle. These these teams can't stay healthy. Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, is an MVP candidate type of player. But he really can't stay healthy either. He missed one year. We're not exact. Reports are he was healthy. He just had a huge beef with you know Popovich. But this team, if Kawhi is what he was the last couple of years, I could see them going to the finals. I don't think they'll beat Golden State, but I could see it completely changing around. That's going to play on if Nick Nurse is a good coach, uh, if Kawhi stays healthy. So a lot of factors going against them, but uh, I could see them reaching the finals, even with, you know, out, you know, DeRozan. I could see this team kind of overcoming that hump. No more LeBron in the East. And Kawhi, like I said, he's an MVP candidate when healthy. We'll see. I just think it's the Raptors, so... I wouldn't pick them. I'm not going to put them in my finals. Uh, but, you know, they'll definitely be a top three seed, and they'll be, be a scrappy team. All right, next team we're going to do the Rockets, the number one seed. Uh, somebody, a team that could have upset the Warriors last year if Chris Paul would have stayed healthy. Um, kind of interesting offseason for a team who went who was the number one seed. You know, you don't really need to add much when you're the number one seed, but to defeat the Warriors, you got to do that. Uh, they lost pretty. They lost two solid pieces, though, in Trevor Ariza and Luke uh Malamute um, went to the Clippers. Um, so this team did lose some pretty good pieces, but they added a superstar in Carmelo Anthony. They were able to keep Clint Capella, which was huge. Um, Carmelo's going to provide that scoring need that they needed last year, that, that that boost. Chris Paul stays healthy last year. I think they would have beat the Warriors um, in those conference finals. But... We'll see what happens. If Melo meshes with this team, which I think he could, because this is the first time he's ever really played with a one of his best friends in Chris Paul, I think James Harden will kind of go along with it. I think they'll all learn to be pretty good friends, pretty good teammates. Um, and like I said, they have a really good bench with Eric Gordon. Uh, they have Nene. This team is a pretty pretty quiet team, even though you know everybody's picking the Warriors. But I could still see the Rockets. You know, They had a shot to beat the Warriors last year, and they just added more talent over the offseason. Um, I, I agree they added talent. Um, I know we talk shit about Melo just uh, despite you, but he's, he's a good scorer. Um, you know, his defense is scary, but, you know, he'll be a good addition to them. Well, we'll see about his defense. Scary good. Um, it was big for them to get Clint Capella back. Um, but I just don't see them being more talented than the Warriors. They were, they had him right there. Chris Paul, Chris, Chris Paul is fragile. You can't really, really bank on him to be, you know, healthy the entire season uh you know Carmelo's getting older you know James Harden you know he's had a lot of wear and tear you don't know how he's going to perform after his MVP season so I just don't you know I always say when they're playing I said it when they you know uh were facing the Warriors they don't have the Kevin Durant um they have the backcourt to match up with Steph Curry Clay Thompson but they don't have the that piece that's just unstoppable LeBron type Kevin Durant. They can't can't guard Kevin Durant. I know what you I know you're gonna say Carmelo can, but he can't. You know he, he can't. Can. No, you know he can't. Um, Kevin Durant's you know the second best player in the league. I'm extremely close to just putting him over LeBron. Yeah, I'm um, right there too. I mean. But but Kevin Durant is just Kevin Durant. 
And you know now they have Demarcus Cousins, who's going to be able to take out Clint Capella don't know how it's if mesh. healthy. Um, I, I I mean you don't know how he's going to mesh, but I I think when you have that talent, it's just it it overrides the, you know the whole mesh thing because you don't know how Mel is going to mesh. Um, Mel will be fine. So will Cousins. Trust and me. and cousins cousins will uh, take out Clint Capella and then you know it kind of I think Demarcus Cousins is better than Clint Capella so I think the Warriors got better and the Rockets stayed the same so I think the Rockets are going to uh, falter behind the Warriors again this year but they're still a contender and they still have you know something more to go somewhere more to go down for the Warriors. The Rockets are right there. I don't think the Rockets stayed the same. I think they either they either got better or they got worse. Um, Trevor Ariza was a big loss for them. Um, he was kind of you know a pretty good wing player for them. Uh, Melo doesn't provide all minute that kind of you know defensive ability that Ariza brought, but he does have a lot more scoring ability than Ariza. And Melo, I think, was kind of underrated last year. I know a lot of people get a lot of hate for that. But he really didn't play in a great system for him. Uh, you know, I think D'Antonio's played with him before. He knows how to use Melo. Um, he knows how to get the best out of Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo's playing in a situation where he's, he went to a team he actually wants to go to. He picked the Rockets. Um, he picked playing with Chris Paul, one of his best friends the last couple of years. I think you're going to see a little bit of a... Uh, Reassurgence from Carmelo Anthony this year. Um, I know I'm Carmelo Anthony friend, and that's a Carmelo Anthony fan. And that's a little biased, but I think you're gonna get the best out of Carmelo this year. Whatever he has left in those legs of his, whatever he has left in that shot, I think you're gonna get the best of it this year. Um, and I think he turns around, you know, his entire perception of himself as just kind of an old, washed-up superstar. So. We'll see what happens. I think they either got better or they're going to get worse. This team could completely fall apart with injuries. You know, let's say it doesn't mesh very well. This team could fall apart. But I think they have a lot of talent. And I think this is a team that could sneak into the finals, beating the Warriors, you know, in six or seven games. Because they had them on the ropes last year. And, you know, let's say one injury away, I think, you know, the Rockets would be in those finals if Chris Paul never got hurt. I think the same could be said for this year. Warriors, something happens to, let's say, Kevin Durant. Something happens to Steph Curry, who has a pretty bad ankle problem. You never know. This team could surprise a lot of people. I I think the Warriors got better, and I think the Rockets, if they got better, they didn't get much better, and they might have got worse. Um, so I think you know they can surprise some teams. They can, they can beat the Warriors, like you said, but... It's not a safe pick to pick the Rockets over the Warriors. We'll see. We'll see how the season goes. Um, now we're going to move to question and answer. Got a couple questions. About- but our show is still brought to you by uh, A's Lawn Service. Uh, since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, you grow it, we cut it. So, uh, we had the Pro Football Hall of Fame ceremonies over the weekend. Uh, Biggest story, I would say, is Terrell Owens not showing up. It's kind of a sad scene. He, I mean, he did it in like a gymnasium at his old college, like 2,000 people. Um, you know, I know Truman. And I, Truman gives me a lot of hate. I I really do think Terrell Owens has kind of been disrespected the last couple of years, but he should have he should have went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He should have showed up. That's an honor. It's a privilege. You know, you see guys who never get there who deserve to get there, um, and you see guys like Jerry Kramer who waited. You know, a long time to finally get the shot to go on stage. I think he'll come around. I think one of these years they'll they'll accept him back in. You know, he's a part of that family now, part of that brotherhood. I think a couple of years he'll show up. You know, Hall of Fame will do something big for him. Finally showing up to the Hall of Fame, he'll come around. It's just gonna take a couple more years. Um, and you know, it was sad watching him do that in the gym. And you know, I don't know. I think he'll come around though in a couple of years and eventually make his way back to Canton. Uh, yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. I'm not even gonna, 
I'm not even gonna talk about it because that made me so mad. Uh, you know, he he's going. I I don't even want to give give him anything. But I loved how Jerry Kramer um, was up there. Obviously, a little biased. I'm a Packer fan. He's one who should have been complaining. He should have been in there many, 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 many years ago. Um, and he just got put in. Absolute classic. Uh, you know, didn't get enough love because of all the newer players that got in. Ray Lewis, uh, you know, Brian Dawkins. But Jerry Kramer was really, really cool. One of the biggest snubs for a while. Um, and that was awesome to see. Uh, you know, Brian Dawkins, He's. I remember him when he was with, uh, you know, the Eagles. You know, he really talked about the hard times he had. And that was, you know, another emotional speech, uh, which was really cool. And then Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis gets a lot of hate. I love him. Um, you know, he's one of my favorite players of all time. You know, I love how he stands up there and gives his speeches. And, you know, I know he can ramble ramble on a lot. And um, But he's. I think, you know, he's, he's a really good player. And, I, you know, he's another one. He had his right to stand up there. Um, for as long as he wanted because he's that great of a player and then Randy Moss one of the best receivers of all time uh, Even though he's a Viking, you know, but that was another cool one to see go in uh, But you know overall it was awesome, you know Canton's you know one of the best best places, you know to be um, Around that time I suggest going if you if you have the chance one of these years when one of your favorite players gets in the Hall of Fame You know get up there and see it because it's really a cool experience yeah, it's cool. See, I know we saw it a little bit last year, but you're starting to see guys get in who, you know, me and Sherman both, you know, watched on TV, kind of remember their prime a little bit. Um, I know, like, Brian Urlacher, he gave us fits for the last couple years there. Um, Ray Lewis, you know, these are guys who were kind of staples in the NFL when we were first coming up, you know, kind of watching. I know, like, last year, like, LaDainian Tomlinson, I remember him with the Chargers and stuff like that. So it's cool to see um, – guys that you watched on TV kind of make their way in because for so many years it was like guys would get in that you really don't remember playing you just you know stories about them you know so it's cool to see you know guys that you watched that you you know talked about guys you put in your fantasy leagues you know get in especially a guy like Randy Moss who you know everybody remembers that season with the Patriots where he was just him and Brady that was probably one of the best wide receiver quarterback you know tandems uh, that season ever um i don't even know how many touchdowns he caught but it was insane so randy moss brian erlacher brian dawkins all these speeches ray lewis they're all pretty good everybody gets to go up there and say what they want to say um i don't really care about the length uh it doesn't matter to me because you know these guys work so hard for that they work so hard for those 20 30 minutes that they get to speak and i think they should be able to talk as long as they want so I know people hated on Ray Lewis because it was so long, and he's kind of preachy, but I like that. I really like that passion that he brings. That's what he brought to the game every single you know day in his career, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. So that's it for that. I wrapped up another great weekend, another great Hall of Fame weekend, uh, and I'm excited for next year. It's going to be some good guys going in again next year. Um, then we got Thursday. We got more football, the preseason matchups. Uh, we're going to do a show on Thursday, but we wanted to give our best matchups for Thursday. We wanted to go down it, uh, games that we're going to be watching. Obviously, the Packers, you know, me and Truman are going to be watching uh, if they're on TV. I'm not sure what games are on TV. But we're in Cleveland, so we're going to get the Cleveland and Browns in the Giants game, which I think everybody's going to be watching because I guess Baker Mayfield's going to play a lot. Um, and that's a guy I really want to see, really want to see Saquon Barkley. But the Browns are probably the team I'm going to be watching the most because I want to see, you know, how this team comes together after that crazy offseason. Are they going to be, you know, playoff caliber team or are they just going to be, you know, another 0 and 16, 1 and 15 type of Browns? Yeah, I want to see the Browns because uh, I want to see Baker Mayfield. Um, just because I don't know. I mean, we we know what Tyrod Taylor is. I don't need to see a lot of Tyrod Taylor, but everyone wants to see Tyrod or Baker Mayfield. Uh, is he? Performing as people say, he's lights out in camp. Um, but we'll see. This is the first real he's test. He's gonna play for him. a lot. I, I think he said he's gonna play two quarters. So I, I obviously want to see Baker Mayfield play. Next game I'd say is Indianapolis versus Seattle. Andrew Luck's gonna be playing. I really want to see what he looks like after that shoulder, you know, issue debacle, whatever you want to call it. That was a that was a mess. Um, but I guess he is going to be playing. Uh, and you get to see Seattle. You get to see kind of you know how they look after. Pretty bad offseason. The, the team is just falling apart. We'll talk about them on Thursday. I know me and Truman love to see that because we, we do not like Seattle at all. Um, they've, they've given the Packers plenty of problems over the last couple of years. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how Andrew Luck plays. 
is he, you know, that top five quarterback that we saw a couple years ago, or is he, you know, really affected by the shoulder? Yeah, I want to see Andrew Luck. It's gonna take, it's gonna take some time for him to get back acquainted into the league, um, and this is the first step for him doing that. Uh, you know, Frank Reich, you know, it's gonna be kind of a new look Colts, um, and I think with Andrew Luck fully healthy, they're a contender. So it'll be interesting to see them, and then obviously, like you said, Seattle. Yeah, it's just mess over there right now in uh, Seattle. Um, obviously, Thursday, uh, tons of games going on, tons of rookies playing, showing up. Uh, first training, first preseason game is really exciting. I know a lot of people turn off the preseason games after like the second half, but th- I think that's one of the best times to watch because you're watching these you know roster bubble guys, guys who are, might get cut, competing, and you know guys like that when they know. You know their jobs on the line. They really show out, and they're it's really fun to watch. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's games on Friday too. We'll break down our best matchups for Friday um, on Thursday's show. But like I said, Thursday's gonna be pretty exciting. But that's it for today. We wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, give them a call, set up an appointment, do your thing with them, because those are really two great companies that we've been working with for a long time. Uh, go on to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. Uh, see our picture with Brian Gutenkeis, which was a life-changing moment for me and Truman. Uh, DM us questions, comments, concerns. You want to be a guest on the show, send us a DM through Twitter. It's always open, even if you don't follow us. You should, though. Uh, Instagram, you can follow us on there. Um, we'll post pictures of our guests, stuff like that. Listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow from 12 to 1, 12OunceSports.com. Listen to us on YouTube uh, when you're just chilling, hanging out, and want to catch up on your sports. Uh, But that's it for today. Why don't you have a great day? Tune in on Thursday. We're going to have our Fantasy Football League champion, uh, reoccurring guest Zach Berlovin, back in studio. We're going to kind of do a fantasy football type of episode. We're going to give you some headlines still. Uh, We'll give you our Seahawks review. But it's going to be a fancy football type of show. Sleepers for each position. Giving you the best way to win a league. Uh, I won two years ago that league. Zach won a year ago. Truman's been playing for a long time. We are three. We know what we're doing. We'll give you some tips for people who really don't know how to play fantasy football. And we'll try to help you win your league. Uh, but that's it. Tune in on Thursday. It's going to be a great show. And just have a great day. Yep, go Packers.